welcome to episode 348 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life, if your life is all about Parkrun. I am Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And I am Ollie Spake and I am joining from Dharawal country. Have you recovered? Have you recovered from your World Cup fever, Ollie? Well, generally, Yes. It, it has been a bit of a low week. I have to admit, Mel, I do miss the World Cup. I had such a fun time and it was lovely to get to share it with family and friends and, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing it with the whole community. I, <laughs> I uh, had a steep learning curve of women's soccer, soccer in general. Well, yeah, you grabbed it with both hands, but uh, it was just – endless highlights for me and uh to, yeah to tell you the truth i think i've been fighting a cold or, or something along those lines on and off uh last week thought i was better but something's come back today and i've actually had a had a thunderstorm in the background so you might hear some thunder or some rain in the background audio here but maybe it's just the the weather changing not sure yes but just as well, there's a thing called Park Run to uh, boost me back up. That's exactly it now, Ollie. Um, <laughs> I am putting my Matilda's beanie aside and I am getting my Collingwood beanie out of <laughs> mothballs. So it's AFL fever time. AFL uh, finals are approaching and my team were the minor premiers. So I'm yes. jumping on that bandwagon. <laughs> Understandably so. You must you must be particularly fond of September with uh, with your team right up there at the top, and yeah. of course the skies filled with magpies. So <laughs> yes. how appropriate! How appropriate! Um, yeah, yeah. But well done to them. Congratulations, Mel. Hmm. So you you can uh, support Collingwood after I uh, I was so supportive of the Matildas. There you go. Oh gee, well, do I need to check? Because I mean, I I know I know Swans fans, I know St Kilda fans. Um, uh, I don't know how far I I go, but yeah, I guess. Are you saying you can't have an allegiance with Collingwood? You're supposed to just say yes to me and um, yeah, go the pies. Yes, thank you. <laughs> there we are. Go the pies, but um. Yes, it is nice to be back. It was lovely to hear Simon and yourself last week, Mel, but thank you for having me back. And, um, yeah, look, for, for, for quite a bit in this week's pod, uh, we've, got, we've got roving reports, we've got lots of emails, and, of course, as I just mentioned, with September imminent, in fact, it might even be September by the time you hear that word, stay tuned for another update from Pippa because Streaky September is, well, it's pretty much upon us. Yep. But I'm getting ahead of myself, Mel. There was a park run day, an August park run day, and I believe um, there may have been some park run tourism, some adventuring. How was your park run day? Thank you. There was. Um, and it's a, I've got a brief report today. So I was at mm. Event 17 at Park and Doola Reserve on the lands of the Paramonk people. There were 37 runners, which was down from the average of 70, which likely due to the cooler conditions. Park and Doola is in the suburb of Mount Barker, appropriate for International Dog Day. In the Adelaide Hills, which I 
can confirm forms part of the Mount Lofty Ranges. We heard from PK at Parkandula Reserve in episode 339, West Side Story, so I won't go into huge detail about the course. Suffice to say, it's two laps of a wetland situated within a residential housing estate and it's got a 300-metre offshoot that goes up a hill. That offshoot is a killer. Um, before the event, I chatted to another parkrun tourist who I also interviewed after the run. So we'll hear that a bit later on with the roving reports. It was just an overnight trip for me. So after saying my goodbyes, I headed for home with my parkrun cup refilled for another week. And as an aside, it was my 26th event in South Australia. Well done, Mel. Well done. So I'm making headway into South Australia, although it isn't my goal. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it isn't my goal to complete it's them. It's not? No, you no. sure? No, no, yeah. no, no. It's just they're just my nendies, Ollie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Full credit, Mel. That's that's some trip. Mine wasn't quite that far, <laughs> but... <laughs> But it is nice to be able to live vicariously through you. And I believe we might hear a little bit more very shortly from your adventure. Yes, but you had tourists at home. I did. I did. I welcomed tourists, which was which was a delight. We were joined at Shell Harbour at home where I was run directing by Val and Steve Warwick, who still haven't found their way back across Bass Strait to Tassie. Um Yes, so they were kind enough to include us in their intrepid travels and to come along. And whilst Steve had put his name down to volunteer as barcode scanner, uh, we hadn't realised he'd really just planned to, to scan. So I was very glad that I was able to have a quick chat with Steve and send him out on course to, to make the most of the chance to, to run around our course on what was an unexpectedly sunny morning. I thought it would be raining. Oh. So yeah, it was a it was a morning of surprises. Not least because I'd spent the last two days, as I said, not feeling a hundred percent and arguing with my seven year old daughter at every point uh, in the day. <laughs> so <laughs> naturally, uh, it was a little bit of a surprise, a very pleasant surprise when she told me very clearly she was in for parkrun. She wanted to come at barcode scan and. She had the time of her life. She even came along to the cafe for most of the park faff afterwards. So we were joined. Yeah, we were joined as well by Sam and Luke and and Beck and Michael and even Patrick made an appearance uh, beforehand and naturally Brendan and Em and the list goes on, of course, but it it was a lovely morning and I think, yeah, just a lot of positive vibes, Mel. Um, yeah, seeing PBs across the field as well. We had someone in the, uh, a regular who's under 10 achieve a PB. We had a regular who was over 80 achieve a PB. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, yeah, just an all-round pleasant one. Good to hear, Ollie. So thank you for yeah bringing us that news from Shalaba. Yeah, something a bit different. But we do have some other news now. I believe it's some news that we we shared last week, as I heard. (laughs) Yeah, we did. So the news came out after we had recorded, Simon and I, and uh, I found a way to stick it in. The magic of editing, yes. Yeah, but but I tell you a story. So, and and I'll get to this a bit more Mm. shortly. Um, I had to remove a section of 
our recording that Simon mm. and I did because we had a discussion mm-hmm. and when I did some fact-checking after the fact, I realised that I'd made a little error of judgement in something that I'd said. So I thought, right, I'm going to snip that out and, of course, that left our intro a bit sparse. So I thought, oh, I know what I can pop in there. The news of Nordic Day. So everybody will probably know about this and have heard it last week. But, yes, it's uh, it's a bit of a, a, what would you say? Bit of a shift in the approach there, I suppose, across the, um, yeah, across the Nordic nations. Correct. But I appreciate the reasoning, but it will change some travel plans then, I suspect, Mel. I mean, if it makes it manageable for all those event teams and spreads the numbers over multiple events, got to be a good thing, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I can just imagine uh, how it will, how positive it'll feel with the festivities spread even further afield on those special days. So I do tend to agree, though. It, it is great to see the support for the event teams and the volunteers. So, um, yeah, a new a new special day for some to look forward to. I'm not in a lot of parkrun discussion groups, just, mm. you know, the main, I guess, the Parkrun Australia unofficial tourism group and, and we've got a state-based one in Victoria. I really didn't get any feeling that there was negativities around this decision that's been made. I didn't hear a lot anyway, so maybe it's all going on in groups that I'm not in if, if in fact, it, there was negativity. But by all accounts, everybody's been quite fine with it. Yeah, yeah, and I can appreciate that, yeah, as as an organisation that is there to look out for the well-being of not only the event teams but the participants, the communities in which they operate, uh, obviously respect the the, the owners and and uh, other responsible parties for the lands in which we you know, we're we're able to hold these great events they they need to find the balance uh, as they see fit and um yeah i suppose you know we, we have had this experience over you know removal of doubles and and these discussion topics we've had previously so um no i think i think i also Whilst not an active member of many chat groups at all, uh, I do sense a, a level of understanding and respect that, hey, we've got Parkrun, we've got Parkrun on a weekly basis, it's free, and uh, we've got a bunch of wonderful people out there ready to volunteer for us. And so, um, yes, it's a it's a change and, and, and maybe uh, does reduce the overall number of days available to some. It's still a huge positive I think I was really lucky that those countries, those Nordic countries, shared Ascension Day. Yes. Because um, that just made it a nice, easy fix, didn't it? Yeah, it's it's great, something that they can share in that way. So, um, yeah, a bit of certainty there. Well, being a day of the week of Thursday. So you get a rest day in between everyone. That's, that's great. I want to get there one day. One day I want to go and do Nordic Day. Well, it'll have to happen, Mel. Yeah. I said it on. I said it out loud. That's right. <laughs> but That's let me right. tell you, Ollie, about what I had to remove from last week's. <laughs> so I had this discussion with Simon about ultra bands because I need to order a new ultra band, and mm. I was on the Parkrun Australia shop, looking at all the different colours, deciding 
that I was going to choose a nice green and gold because I still had the fever, the mm-hmm. World Cup fever. But what caught my eye was a stock photo of the Park Walker Ultra Band um, because in the little section where your barcode number appears and with, with the actual barcode, in the stock photo after the athlete ID, there was a name printed. And I got a bit excited thinking that I could order myself an ultra band and just maybe insert my name after my athlete ID. Yes. The reason that that excites me is because that's more in line with your traditional printed barcode that had your name visible when you presented it to get scanned. But the actual ultra bands that we wear or the flat bands or whatever they are, in effect, they only have your athlete ID visible. You can't see Mm. your name. So the scanner can't address you by your name. And I thought, oh, this is exciting. Simon and I had a big discussion about it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to order myself one with my name on it. And then after the after we recorded, I actually sat down and tried to do it. And guess what? You actually can't. It doesn't let you. So the fields, when you're ordering, do not allow you to put your name after your athlete ID. So I don't know. I, I, it doesn't seem to be mm. possible. And yet... Yet it's in the photo. I am intrigued, uh, and I, I have to admit I've been slightly distracted. I've been trying to process an order, not submitting payment, but, but to do the same and to follow your lead there, Mel. And yeah, and it does not. I don't understand. Yeah, why? Why would you have it in the photo? Why? Yeah, why indeed? And and why would you be using somebody's actual athlete ID <laughs> in the <stock laughs> photos? I guess nobody is going to actually print a photo of a flat band and take it to Park Run to get scanned. Well, has it happened? Has <laughs> it happened? <laughs> but yeah, look, I, I'm intrigued and. Uh, for anyone out there that may have a bit more information or maybe have to offer some clarity, uh, would certainly invite that. But particularly, is is there a flat band that Mel can have her name on? Hmm. Has anyone got one? Not with Mel's name, but yeah. Maybe we can start a movement to have it changed. We would love that. And because I think it, we should have our name visible so that our scanners can say hey and remember and like you said yourself ollie this is how you learn the names i have absolutely said that uh multiple occasions and it's true it's a nice way to you know to socialize and and to check in with someone as they finish their park run you can call them by their first name hopefully you don't offend them if you mispronounce it and yeah by saying it over and over i eventually remember half the names and sorry (laughs) to the other half of people (laughs) Yeah, I think it needs to be there. Okay. Well, I, I hope that uh, one of those five people listening uh, <laughs> has a degree of influence and, and we can see that. You know, it, I guess it could be possible when you when they create them that even though you can't populate it yourself when you order, they could potentially just pull your first name details and put it there themselves. Yes. Yes. But it doesn't say that they do that in any of the description, so I doubt that. Well, 
Yeah, that's right. And in fact, one of the stock photos appears to have an actual surname. So mm. hopefully we'll, we'll receive some mail. Mm. But Mel, uh, as we said, we've, we have quite a bit coming up in this episode. So this seems an appropriate point while we're waiting for that email to come in. Mm. <laughs> To, to pause and to hand over to some of our wonderful roving reporters from the Channel 5 News crew, um, including... And me. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> including yourself for, for a few roving reports. Let's have a listen. Alrighty, we finished... Park and Doola Reserve Park Run, and I'm here at the finish line with Megan and Alex. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Now, firstly, I wanted to speak to Megan. I was having a chat to Megan prior to the event starting. Discovered she's a tourist, and um, I wanted her to tell you some of her stories. So, firstly, Megan, can I ask you what brought you here today to Park and Doola? Um, I've come today because it's the event number 17, which I was looking for for my Wilson Index, and um, I haven't done this one before. Next week I might be coming back to get event number 18 for the same reason. Um, But, yeah, I like to travel around and do the different park runs, see different places. Last weekend I was at Port Ferry. um, In the greatest state. (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, 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 You can't say that. (laughs) I lived lived in Vic for three years, which is actually where I started doing park run. Um, I lived in Colac and started park running uh, in Timboon because of Alex and another one of our friends, Marion, who lives in Mount Gambier. Um, And... I realised that if I wanted to spend time with them, I needed to learn to run. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's how I got into park running and um, touristing and the challenges keep me doing it and therefore keeping fit. Now tell us about your home park run. My home park run is West Beach at the moment, um, which uh, they're currently running an alternate route this year. It's been my year of alternate routes. Um, So uh, the council's doing some work on their normal route and they're running all the way across the beach instead of up the River Torrens. Um, And I've done, I think, about at least five alternate routes this year um, at different park runs, most recently Carisbrook and previously to that I did the Torrens alternate route that they call the Brew Route. The Brew Run, yes. Now, you were telling me about this. This sounds like a good challenge, an alternate course challenge in my mind. Anyway. I hadn't thought about that, but it might be one that I will have to create. <laughs> <laughs> I have created a couple of different challenges on the 5k app. I like the fact that they've set it up so you can now do that for yourself. I've got one called All That Glitters which has got things like um, Copper Trail, Diamond Creek, Goldfields Reservoir and basically anyone that has anything to do with precious gems and stones and uh, metals and the other one that I created um, I've called Drunken Sailor. Mm-hmm, I love this one. It's uh, seven ports, three harbours and a shipwreck. Um, <laughs> be- I started thinking about it because there are at least three port park runs in um, South Australia and then I decided how many are there in Australia and it turns out there are seven. And we had one harbour here being Victor Harbour and I'm like, okay, how many harbours have we got? 
turns out there's three um and then i discovered there was shipwreck park run in western australia and i just went oh that has to be part of it um because if you've got a drunken sailor there's likely to be a shipwreck (laughs) are you going to save that one for the last one in your challenge because that feels like that that would be the pinnacle i think i might have to yeah um it might be a case of touristing to western australia to get port headland and then shipwreck to finish off yes so fun fact, one of um, our podcast families, the Gores, all hail from Shipwreck and uh, we uh, actually follow the uh, ED there, Phil Gore, he's an ultramarathoner. But that is beside the point. Now we've also got Alex here. Alex is here today with her two dogs. Would you like to tell us what breed your dogs are, Alex? Uh, these two are curly coated retrievers and they are one of the oldest retriever breeds, um, but they are a vulnerable breed, which means... There aren't very many of them being born every year, and I'm biased, but, you know, I think they're pretty awesome. Okay, so what are their names? This is Humphrey, who is currently behaving himself, and Megan's now got Asta, who is doing her level best to, I don't know, be a 15-month-old crazy retriever. And they're black. They are black. Now, they have this lovely curly coat, and what's the purpose of the coat? You were saying before it's waterproof? It's designed... When they concocted them back in the 1800s they were for gamekeepers so the coats are meant to repel burrs and water and um they actually yeah don't get stuff stuck in them as much as you might think from looking at them and how did you come to know about the breed i had a i admit i bought a dog from years ago from a pet shop and i was looking for a lab cross and she was a lab curly cross she was lovely and when she died at the age of nearly 13 I thought I might investigate curlies thought I'd miss the curls and just by sheer luck there was a, a breeder here in South Australia um hi Anne and Tegan um <laughs> who had a litter and Humphrey was one of them so it went from there and do you bring the dogs every week to parkrun I bring Humphrey every week I've been doing this he's four and a half I've been doing park run with him since he was six months um but obviously Asta can only come when I've got someone who's <laughs> crazy enough to <laughs> wrangle her because yeah two of them a not okay and also they would be nuts so you got a bit of dog assist up that hill that was a bit of a killer of a hill I they are very handy up hills although he likes to check that Aster's still behind us so he then goes backwards and I'm like no no forwards (laughs) fabulous are you a tourist as well I am I've I tourist when I can um back in March I visited my dad who lives in Ballina and despite the fact that there is a park run in Ballina which I still want to do he agreed to drive me four hours to Inverell so that I could do Inverell and get an eye. So thanks for that, Dad. Um, (laughs) I hope that was much appreciated. Very pretty spot, Inverell. Um, Lovely park run. So I've now completed the alphabet, which was pretty cool and took me to some interesting places. Fabulous. Uh, Fun fact, I'm going to Ballina next week. There you go. And uh, are you local? Do you live? Is that why you both? No, that's not why Megan's here. Um, did you just come to join Megan today? Pretty much. It's um, my local is Ranella East, and this one's about forty minutes away. And it was my Nendi. So when Megan said she was coming here, I was like, "Would you mind taking a dog?" And <laughs> then I will drive the forty minutes and come here and give them both a bit of a run because otherwise, yeah. Excellent. And um, Anne Fry wasn't here today, but uh, I believe you know Anne. I do. I've known Anne for, oh, 
like probably known her for about um, nine years, I think. Um, we're both English teachers. We now work together, and we met at a conference in Darwin, actually. And sort of, you know, when you see someone you vaguely know at a conference, you go, oh, I will stand with you. <laughs> so I've got someone to talk to. Oh, I believe that happened this morning when I started chatting to Megan. You look like a friendly tourist. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah and, and um, well, I mean, she's achieved touristing heights that I can <laughs> only aspire to. But I can say I've done park run in two countries. So that Excellent. was... That, that is something. <laughs> Well, thank you for talking to me today, ladies. It was lovely to meet you. Good luck with all your adventuring. Thank you very much. Thank you. Howdy, runners. Talk from Inverloch. Today, Jack and I have ventured up the Hume Highway to the Victorian New South Wales border to a lovely little town called Talangata. Uh, it's inland from Albury, Wodonga, about 40 kilometres, population of about 1,200 Fun fact about Talangata is in the 1950s they decided to expand Lake Hume so they actually picked up the entire town, schools, houses, the works and moved it about eight kilometres up the valley. So we'll get out, we'll have a bit of a run. It's on a rail trail at the foothills of some mountains, follows the edge of Lake Hume. We'll get out, have a bit of a run and we'll have a chat later. Howdy park runners, we're here at the finish line, we're all packed up, we're, we're off to the Green Galah for coffee and I'm really looking forward to a uh, warm cuppa. I'm with a couple of the founding team today, I've got Deb and Andrew with me. Um, guys, give us a quick course description, I'll start with you Deb if you want, a course description and how did park run start in Talangata? Yeah, so our park run is an out and back on an old rail trail. Uh, so it's pretty simple. There's no offshoots to it. It's a pretty gentle downhill on the way out, which might lead to a gentle uphill on the way back. Um, yeah, we are actually council pushed from the start. So um, council approached the community to say, can we get a park run going? And, and we put our hands up and I suppose that's where we've come from, which is a bit different than other park runs, but yeah. There's an interesting history with councils doing that. As you said, it, it is unusual, but there are a couple around. Andrew, what's your background with parkrun? Um, I've been involved in parkrun for um, many, many years. I was a parkrun run director at uh, Jindera Parkrun in, um, in Canberra. So when council um, were looking for people um, to help start this one, um, it was a no-brainer for me and my wife to put our hands up and come along. And you've got a beautiful course down here. We sort of kick off at the old train station, which is basically a platform and the sign. Um, run, as you said, down a gentle incline, uh, which leads to an upwards flat on the way back. But you get down to the lake, Lake Hume at the end, is it? Yeah. Um, do a bit of a turnaround down there and you've got the views out over the lake. Our views today are somewhat restricted with a bit of fog, but that's starting to clear. Um, yeah, any, anything else around the course that you'd like to tell us? Um, well, one thing about rail trails is trains don't like hills, so the hills aren't steep. Um, they may be long, but they're not steep. Um, there are beautiful views over the lake uh, when the sun's shining on the lake and um, on the, on the uh, green um, hills around. It's just a beautiful place to run. The other thing is we're, we're in the middle pretty much of the rail trail. So the actual rail trail stretches 40 k's or 50 k's. Um, so if you want to spend the day, it's an excellent place to come and do it. Um, take a bike and it's a downhill 
from Shelley all the way to here, pretty much. So it's an excellent area to spend the day or spend the weekend. I think it's probably a ripping spot to spend the weekend. As you said, you're in the middle. You can go both ways and, um, you know, cafes in town, bakery in town, sort of got it all. Yep. So speaking about that, we might head off and grab a coffee. Thanks, guys. Thanks for a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Morning adventurers, it's Johan checking in from the southernmost part of Africa at uh, Cape Agalas. I'm here with Jeremy Mann, the run director for today. Jeremy, how's Parkrun been going in Agalas? Uh, it's, it's, it's gone really well. Um, unfortunately, the weather doesn't always play with us. Our launch, we uh, we were not sure we would actually run. And when the sun rose, we had 98 people Yeah, so we of course we ran. Uh, was wasn't a pleasant run. Um, and but we had beautiful days after that and then um, a couple of weeks ago we had another vicious storm and today we have the wind back um, but it's a really beautiful run and it's um, it's really taking off in the community so initially it was mainly park run visitors who we have but we've now got lots of people in the community uh, that becoming a community project almost yeah. no, it's an awful and the, the course is uh, well maintained it looks like to me um, and then obviously that turnaround point can you describe that to our listeners yeah, so the turnaround point is in front of the southernmost house uh, of, of the, on the tip of Africa it's a, a heritage site um, so it's been there for almost from 1860 I think and um, the owners were the ones that actually eventually got the, the lighthouse built um, because if you look up from our turning point you see the iconic picture of, of the Cape Agalas lighthouse um, and just across from them uh, on the shore we've got a number of, of um, um, historic fishing sites, tidal pools that were built by the Khoisan probably about 2000 years ago um, to catch fish um, and the rest of the route is also dotted with a lot of historical sites of interest so it's it's um it's and it goes through the fane boss um and so on the, a, a nice day you've got lots of birds um now and again a bit of daker or two so it's, it's really a pleasant run oh, oh i had an awesome run my i'm still catching my breath from the the, the headwind was really as what's is that a southwesterly wind yeah it's a southwesterly yeah, it's, it's been hectic awesome run and uh it is uh, adventurers i can proudly proclaim that i now have my z- South Africa compass as well as my Southern African compass having done the gallas which is uh, unfortunately for poor Grunewede now dethroned them <laughs> um, today we have a few uh, quite a lot of visitors yeah we do yeah so we've got Bruce Fordyce uh, and he bought an entourage I haven't met all of them yet um, and um, unfortunately uh, the run is mainly visitors. The locals know what the weather's like and they've decided to stay away, uh, which is a bit unfortunate. But um, certainly the run was warmed with, with um, Bruce's uh, lovely speech before um, and, and we really enjoy it and enjoy having him, yeah. Oh, I still need to get hold of Bruce and just brag that I beat him today. Um, Jeremy, thank you very much for you and the team of volunteers for having us here for Parkrun. We so appreciate the efforts of everybody. And thank you very much for visiting us. And then adventurers, please also pay us a visit. Thanks. <laughs> adventurers, <laughs> adventurers, I'm here with uh, uh, none other than Bruce again today. Um, we've just uh, finished Cape uh, Park Parkrun. And there's a few interesting things happening last night, especially you were quite, uh, quite happy. I was very happy last night because uh, my beloved Springboks beat uh, the All Blacks with the biggest, to use the expression, club that the All Blacks have had in many years. Uh, so we were celebrating and uh, 
And then what a way to start today off with a beautiful parkrun here at Agulhas Parkrun, the southernmost parkrun in South Africa. And in Africa. And in, and in Africa. Africa, yeah. The yeah, southernmost well, parkrun. So not just nine comrades marathon, you also now have the badge for the South African and African compass. Yes, I've got, I think I've got the whole lot. Yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So um, what did you think of the route? I, I'm, I loved it. I mean, I mean it's beautiful. Uh, alongside the sea, a uh, bit of a strong wind, but that's lovely. It pushed us back on our way home. And uh, beautiful sort of Feinbos and, and, and uh, flowers and, and lovely birds. Uh, I saw an oyster catcher when I was running. And uh, we've passed the building that is the southernmost building in South Africa. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much. And I'll uh, see you later. Yeah. Thank you. Well, adventurers, that's some feedback from Cape Agulhas Parkrun. Now, this parkrun is in the town of Lagalas, near the Cape of Agulhas, about 225 kilometers from Cape Town and about three hours by car from the mother city. The name originates from the Portuguese meaning Cape of Needles and is a rocky headland in the Western Cape of South Africa. It's the geographic southern tip of Africa and the beginning of the traditional dividing line between the Atlantic and Indian Oceans, about 55 kilometers further south than the Cape of Good Hope. The name Cape of Needles stems from the early sailors noticing in around the year 1500 that the direction of magnetic north and therefore their compass needles coincided with true north in the region. Previously, Groeneweide parkrun near Frans Kral and Hermanus had the honor of being the most southerly parkrun in Africa. Historically, the Cape has been known to sailors as a major hazard on the traditional Clipper Sea route around the tip of Africa, as can be attested by many a shipwreck along the coastline. Although the weather can be unpredictable, temperatures and rainfall in the area is generally mild. However, stormy weather does happen, and especially strong winds as we had today. For today, we had 46 parkrunners, of which three were first-timers and a whopping 23 visitors. That's half the field. The first finishers were at the timekeepers in 20 minutes and 46 seconds. As you heard Jeremy explain, the route follows the rugged coastline with minor undulations and fully on gravel and grass paths. It certainly is a parkrun to put on your bucket list when you're in South Africa. Until next time, happy adventuring! And thank you to my fellow roving reporters, Tok and Johan, to Langada. <laughs> thank you for pronouncing that, Mel. And uh, also, nice to hear from Johan at Agulhas. Yes, uh, getting all the badges, Agulhas. Yeah, or Cape Agulhas, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And and some more familiar voices, of course. Mm. Mm. He, he gets the big names. It's the second time he's interviewed Bruce. Yes. So yes. well done to them um, doing the most southern event in the South Province plus in South Africa. Well, there was a couple of things that it was. Anyway, they got badges. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, Johan. Um, happy birthday, by the way. But uh, I need to go and do my research on, on that location. Yes. Now, but were you going to say what I was going to say, B1? <laughs> I think I was, B2. You've got mail. We have lots of mail, so let's jump straight into it because we've got some mail from Paddy. 
Patty Oshimo, that is, who said, Hi, Mel, Ollie, et al. I enjoyed listening to last week's pod as usual and paid particular attention to Simon having an accident with sun cream and his eye. I hope Simon has recovered. This comment did remind me to get serious about applying sun cream. So thank you. Simon, as many of us make commitments to streak through September and the days get brighter in general, this is an excellent reminder for us all, Aussies especially, to slop on that sun cream before every outing. Happy streaking to all, and may the sun cream keep those melanomas away. Regards, Patrick Paddy, Shimo, etc. <laughs> yes, that is a timely reminder. Slip, slop, slap. And wrap. Hmm. Now, we also heard from Jeff Glab, Ollie, and he said, Hey, team, my suggestion for this year's card, meaning bingo card, is mm. window kitty. If you spot a cat in a window on your run or walk, take a photo. Also, check out this event starting up in Canada on August the 26th, and he inserted the uh, web link for the event, and he says it's in the Canadian Rockies outside of Banff National Park and will probably be one of the most beautiful locations in the world, definitely one of the prettiest in North America. We had a launch in the US on Saturday, Lackawanna Rail Trail. That was sparsely attended. Hopefully, some more folks hear about that one and they have a bigger turnout for week two. Thanks for the pod and all the work you put into it, Jeff. Now, firstly, Ollie, I did some homework and I looked up Lackawanna Rail Trail. They had eight finishes for week two, so they did increase on week one. Well done, team. Well done. And the event that was starting, as Jeff said, in Canada on the 26th of August, it did start and we will mention it uh, a bit later on. So I don't know, maybe we'll we'll save our comments for, for later when we get down to the Consolidated Club report, Ollie. Okay, I've written a post-it. We won't forget oh. it. <laughs> Next up, uh, we did have a message from the Quizmaster, and this is also on the subject of some of the ideas and suggestions. Sign up a new adventurer and maybe we will hit 500 members by the end of September. This is a good one mm. to boost our Parkrun Adventurers Club. We're on about 450 roughly, so if we could hit the 500 shirt by the end of September, that'd be a nice little goal, Ollie. Oh, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Then we'll really earn our blue shirts, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea, Simon. Um, but maybe, Ollie, it's time that we have a listen to the audio that Pippa sent us. Hi Parkrunners, it's Pippa and I'm really excited because September is here and it's time for us to get going on this big community exercise activity in September. You're joining with a whole group of other people who are out doing a minimum of two kilometres, walk, run, jog, or a little bit more as a ride, a little bit less as a, as a swim, or maybe some exercise. This is about community exercise just for 30 days in September two tasks this week. The first one is just to do it. All that you have to do this week is show up each day and just two, two kilometres. 
don't start off with a you know i'm going to run 10 miles ignore that bit it's just two kilometers the second thing i really want you to think about today is that nice route which is about two kilometers it might be a little circle it might be an out and back this is about finding that little distance that you can use to uh, on the bad days just to get out and do it so community activity isn't this fantastic the joy of parkrun every single day here in september and post in the group and tell us what you're up to and stick some pictures in those of us in the northern hemisphere are feeling the days getting cooler and we'd love to see spring for those of you maybe who are feeling that spring's taking a while to happen let's see if those of us up here in the northern hemisphere can send you some pictures of harvest of fruits of all the things that are happening now anyway happy streaking guys really looking forward to finding out who joins this year and seeing some pictures until next week bye and thanks pippa again yes we're all ready ready to start streaking and i might just say ollie i am going to make a little pledge for streaky september i'm going to do it a little bit different oh to tell so i've been trying to maintain a two kilometer activity every day uh, and i've been doing that all year mm. and so my pledge for september is i'm going to increase it to 3k i'm going to do 3k a day excellent hmm now, we also had some suggestions from Peter Polman. He sent in some ideas for the bingo card. Banana for scale. So I think the idea with that is perhaps you, um, I don't know, <laughs> you, you have to hold a banana next to things so mm -hmm, to give mm -hmm. the scale of the item. That's right. It's all about perspective. Yes, okay, and wild fruit. So on your run, you, you may spot some wild fruit, mm -hmm. get a photo, a, a selfie for scale. Mm -hmm. Self for scale. Now, Peter's renowned for this one, isn't he? <laughs> well, maybe Sonia is renowned for taking photos and using Peter for scale, I should yes. say. Yes, yes, I think that's right. And he does say that you do need a buddy or a good timer for this particular idea. And now he also says a cat. So this, I think a cat has to go on the bingo card, Ollie, because Jeff has mentioned it and Peter's mentioned it. So I think it's the year of the cat. I'll run it past Sally, see if she agrees. I'm pretty mm. sure we'll, be, we'll get a third adventurer supporting us there. <laughs> and now this one might be a bit harder, a rainbow. Hmm. Seeing as we're going into drought. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you can always be creative. Oh, you that's true. You can always true. be creative. There is always a way. That's right. Chalk rainbows. Yes. Now the next one, a puddle that uh, also is self-explanatory and graffiti. So there is some nice ideas. Yeah, thank you very much. And look, they keep coming, Mel. So Ingrid has also been in touch and she's added photo of a cool garden. That's rather along the lines. Remember the year that we all went around looking for gnomes? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now... I had my own idea. I'm full of mm. them today, aren't I? So um, create a challenge in the 5K app. Yes. Just like our friend Chris Gore and his Norwester challenge. Mm. 
thought that might yes. be an idea. I have. I've got a couple that I've created. Uh, oh, the Pooper Scooper Challenge. Well, I, yeah. I stole that idea from Helen, but I created <laughs> it in the 5K app. Hmm. But speaking of Chris Gore, we also got an email from Chris and he said, Hi, Mel and Simon. Sorry, Ollie, he's referring to last week. Oh, credit where credit's due. Yes. <laughs> I just finished listening to the podcast this morning while out on my run, and here are the answers you are after. There are six park runs in the Norwester Challenge, those being Baxter Park, Carnarvon, Hampton Oval, Dampier, Bayview Road, Caratha, Port Hedland. Town Beach in Broome and Kununurra. They are well spread out with the distance between Baxter Park in Carnarvon and Kununurra being 2,433 kilometres. The new park run at Kalbarri does not lie north of the 26th parallel and is only 600 kilometres from home, so it sounds like another weekend trip. Cheers, Chris Gore. Our listeners are so good getting back to us with all the answers. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and thank you everyone for those ideas. Um, <laughs> one bingo card, we think. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to cull. <laughs> we'll have to cull. All right, stay tuned, everyone. Well, no, I hope you've stayed tuned. It should be out by the time you're listening to this, but um, nonetheless, let's move on because we have a bit of dazzers to catch up on as well, Mel, and very fitting that Ava joined me at Park Run because she is my human incarnation of a golden retriever puppy. Um, <laughs> and so I should have had her reading this out. But nonetheless, at Dazza's, he said, it's International Dog Day. See, that's what I was getting to. Mm. Welcome to Dazza's. We have treats for all the good doggos today. How was your Park Run morning? And I'll kick us off. Well, in fact, Tracy Leeper will kick us off, who said, a little frond today at Dubbo before the Dubbo stampede tomorrow. As teased yesterday, I revealed my cow cape. See comments below. And uh, included was a photo in front, um, sorry, of the frond, I should say, with, with the frame and the parkrun flag. But as promised in the comments, the wonderful black cow cape containing all of the events yeah that's very impressive mm. Mm, very good and uh yeah congratulations tracy tracy tutu tracy yes yes well done now we heard from ingrid botha paris was rough director at dolls point today while jazz barcode scanned and i run directed and there was a photo of paris uh with coffee not Paris's coffee, I don't think it would be <laughs> Ingrid's coffee. Anyway, good work, Paris. Well done. Now, we also heard from Kathy Crispin, and there's a bit of a theme here, a lovely crew for breakfast after Dubbo Park Run with Jan Yates and Sherry Brandman. Got to meet Tutu Tracy, Kim and Dennis, as well as Park Run photographer Paul Rainbow. Fantastic morning, brilliant park run, delightful people and delicious food. Plenty of dogs on course, including Ziggy, who we met several times, but no photo. But Kathy did also add in some subsequent posts, it was also super exciting to be with Jan Yates as she completed her big lap of Australia doing Run Down Under and did Dubbo, and this is Kathy again, did Dubbo with Kathy Ray too. What a big morning. I think we need a nap now. And amongst uh, Kathy's updates there, we got the Park Faf 
photo in the cafe with the gang, plus other shots on location, including those run down under singlets. So, yes, congratulations, Jen. Is that run the Dubbo? There was a, a, a running event up there, wasn't there, Ollie? Is that why That's everybody right. was up there? Is the Dubbo that, Stampede, yes. Does it yeah. go around the zoo or has it got something to do with the zoo? You're absolutely right. So um, what is it? They've got some some wonderfully named events there, the Dingo Dash, the Rhino Ramble, and I've right. forgotten the others. It has been on the bucket list for some time because, yes, at least the marathon and potentially the half, I can't recall, do go through the zoo and you get entry to the zoo um, with with your ticket. So mm. it does what, sound like a bucket yeah, list. What a one. deal! We need yeah. to have. We need to take the front there. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently we missed the memo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> they didn't invite us, but it explains why there was a cheater. Yes. Ah, see ah, what I did? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now, we also heard from Pauline Taylor. Russell and I did Kununurra Park Run today. Thanks to Linda for picking us up and taking us to and from Park Run. And there was a photo of Pauline and Russell there in the selfie frame. We heard from Kathy Mudge, who said, This morning at the entrance park run with my mate Harley. He is little but has a lot of stamina. And the photo was a picture of Harley taking Kathy for a park run. We heard from David Bravos. Lucy may be too young for a barcode, but she was gunning for a pack-down volunteer credit. And there was a photo of little Lucy being very cute and packing up some cones, I think, the cutest volley. Yep. Definitely. Sorry, Ava. Um, Now, over in the USA, it was someone's birthday. Joyce Adams reported in and said it was my home park run's seventh birthday. And thanks to a visiting cross-country team, we smashed our old pre-shutdown attendance record. I was a timer today, so it was only a little bit stressful, but we did okay at Roosevelt Island, D.C. And uh, what a great picture of, well, so many people in front of the uh, in front of the bronze statue of Roosevelt, which I am reliably told by my Googling is um, 17 foot high. Wow. Mm. That's um, Teddy. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Now, we also heard from Christine Imbert coming to us from the UK, and she said, at Rushmere Park Run yesterday, no dogs allowed for my 400th Park Run and Park Walked for my 250th volunteer. Slightly uncomfortable being in the limelight when called out to the front with the other milestone achievers. But uh, I'm well-deserved in any case, Christine, because 250th volunteer is definitely a thing. And Christine, um, she had a photo of herself uh, in the limelight. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Thank you for volunteering. Ah, but Mel, of all of those uh, Daz's attendees that were volunteered, I suppose we do need to hand out an Obie. Um, We do. And someone's cleaned up my desk. (laughs) (laughs) So it should be easy to find the envelope then. (laughs) That's right. It's right here. Um, it's actually really quite thoughtful. Hadn't occurred to me. So, shall I open the envelope? Please. And the OB goes to... Joyce! Well done, Joyce, uh, OB Award recipient for this week. So, yeah, 
congratulations and thank you for volunteering. That's absolutely right. And once again, a happy birthday to Roosevelt Island, DC, and all the crew behind it. But Mel, speaking of birthdays, it gives me an idea. (laughs) I think it's time we need to listen to the birthday boy and find out where else is cake. Should we have a listen? Howdy, it's the birthday boy here with some of the goings on for September 2023. This month has five, yes, five parkrun days. And my apologies if you're already in week one when you hear this. Week one is very early in the month. It's on the second day. Week two is on the 9th. Week three, the 16th. Week four, the 23rd. And week five, which has a very select group of events, is on the 30th. In September, we have one special day. It's Malaysia's turn. Malaysia Day is a holiday that is celebrated on September 16 each year, oriented around the founding of the Malaysian Federation. You will have noted that the 16th is already a parkrun day, so no bonus event, but probably a party. A reminder first with the standard anniversary caveat, events may celebrate what they like, when they like. So please check all details with the local source, i.e. their webpage and or their Facebook page. This is especially true for dress-ups, cakes, etc. Is there anyone joining Main Beach on 12? Yes, woohoo, New Farm in Queensland. Australia's number two, Queensland's number two, but by no means a second-rate park run. Celebrating at 11 this month is Winham, Australia's 11th event. Hmm, the 11th event in their 11th year. Hmm, this is not a thing. As you would have had to have done Ballyang the 10th last year on their 10th and Claysbrook Cove in the August the year before for 9th and the 9th. To have the event launch and event anniversary numbers be matchy matchy. Maybe the informant could look that up. Lord knows I cannot be bothered. Moving on. Celebrating 10 this month are two events in the Southern Cross Circuit, which is in Southern Queensland. And the two events are Warwick, week one, and Toowoomba, week four. Why the Southern Cross Circuit as a name for this region of events? Those two, when combined with Highfields, Pittsworth, Gatton, and Stanthorpe, form the shape of the Southern Cross constellation when you look at the parkrun map. Zooming the map out, South Toowoomba and Picnic Point Parklands also join clustered in on Toowoomba as central stars of the constellation. Now let's check out the first anniversaries. In week one, we have Jarrah Bombera Mountain Reserve in New South Wales and Robel Domain in Queensland. In week two, we have Tinwald Tinwald Park in Tasmania. And finally, in week four, we have Memorial Park from South Australia. Plenty of options spread about the country for those looking for a party. There are no junior parkrun anniversaries until January 2024. As with all parkrun adventures, the parkrun cancellations page is a valuable tool. See parkrun.com.au forward slash cancellations. The official cancellation page contains information for the coming weekend plus two further weeks. So be sure to check it again mid-month. Well, see you next month for some more birthday boy banter. And be sure to let Mel and Ollie know if you have any requests. 
And thank you very much to our birthday boy bringing us all the news for the month. And uh, New Farm turning 12, Ollie. That's right. That's right. Uh, another another year. And uh, those numbers are getting up there. But uh, Mel, uh, I, I am curious about other numbers getting up there, particularly in light of what we mentioned before in this this challenge of 500 that we, we may or may not see as part of the bingo card. How's the <laughs> Adventurers Consolidated Club report? Well, the Consolidated Club report for Saturday the 26th of August 2023 saw out of a total of 451 members, 360 took part on this date in 10 countries across 191 locations. Look at us taking over the world. In the UK, there were adventurers at 30 events, three in South Africa, two in Canada and one each in Denmark, Finland, Poland, Singapore and the US. Locally, we had adventurers at 44 events in Victoria, 34 in New South Wales and Queensland, 14 in South Australia, 9 in West Australia, 5 on the North Island, uh, what have I done? <laughs> I've got 5 on the North Island and 5 in the, in the ACT. ACT. Yes, I, yes, I just typed that wrong. Um, 4 in Tassie. And the South Island and Northern Tree had one each. So there's another bowling strike. Internationally, the largest frond was at Southampton in the UK with Tamsin, Stewart and Morgan Smith. Now, the largest frond locally was a frond of 10 at the Ponds. There was Dennis Peden, Gustav Garbers, Manish Bindru, Joe McLean, Natalie Wilson, Alison Sutton, Kim Mahani, Marnie. How do you say that, Ollie? I would say Marnie. Marnie. And apologies, Kim, if I didn't get it right. Yeah, Penny Prosser, Charina Giron, and Louise Garbers. Now, we also had a front of eight at Shell Harbour. And I do want to say to the Shell Harbour people that I'm just teasing, I'm just teasing that about it not really being a front. Of course, fronds don't have to be at a tourist location. You can have a yeah, friend at home. That's right. Just like you did, Ollie. So we had Beck Bailey, Stephen Val Warwick, David Foster, Kirsten and Delvine McKenzie, Michael Gentle and Scott Matthews. And there was a friend, I thought, a special mention to Shepparton. Shepparton also had a running event on this mm. last Sunday, Ollie. So that was what drew the crowd of adventurers, I would imagine. I don't have evidence, but I'm just drawing um, my own conclusion there. There was Damon Young, Leanne Kirshner, Jian Ting Huang, Matt and Erica Hopcraft, Carolyn McRae and Sarah Langley. Of course, Sarah Langley, that's her home park run, I think. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, wow. Some great turnouts there, Mel. And uh, well done to everyone on their park run day, fronding, touristing and achievements. Uh, But look, we alluded to a new park run. Well, we didn't. Jeff did, if I'm not mistaken, alluded to a new park run that we said we would come back to. And I've got a very helpful post-it on my nice clean desk that I could notice very easily. (laughs) Millennium Park Run is here, Mel. And wow, aren't we glad that it is? Oh, it is in Canmore. I hope that's how you say it, in Canada. Ollie, I was sent the link Mm -hmm. to have a look at this location and my goodness it is absolutely stunning it is along the bow river 
It starts at Millennium Park, hence its name. Uh, it goes over a very impressive bridge, the Engine Bridge, um, mm. and just go to their Facebook page, people. Go to their Facebook page. Do it right now. Stop what you're doing and go and have a look at these photos. Do yourself a favour, huh? Do yeah. yourself yeah. a favour. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jeff said the mountain ranges in the background, didn't he? I'm scrolling back to his email. Yeah. The Rockies, the Canadian Rockies. Yeah. How would you like to have your Canadian Rockies in the background of your parkrun photo? Quite a lot. Yes, yes. So would I. Yeah. It's just gone almost to the top of my wish list. Almost as good as them being in the foreground of the parkrun photo, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It'll get a bit of perspective this way, I suppose. Yeah, yeah Rockies yeah. for perspective, yeah. Um, Rockies for scale, I should say. Yes, yeah. So they had 44 finishes for their event one, and it is a one loop along the Bow River, Bow River, and over the bridge, and um, check it out. So we look forward to hearing from someone touristing to Millennium Park Run at some stage. Mel? Who can get there first? Who can get <laughs> line honours, adventure line honours? I'm tipping Jeff. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, next Park Run Day, is it time to turn our attention to that? Are you off to Canada, Mel? <laughs> I wish I was. Yeah. I can just close my eyes and... Yeah. Uh, no, Ollie, I'm going to Ballina. Oh, well, that that's quite nice. Yes. yes. I have no idea what it uh, what I am expecting. I don't I don't know anything about Ballina really. Um, is it? It's not a compass point. It's the event that challenges Kingscliff, but came off second best, wasn't it? For the Eastern Compass, a good endeavour, a good effort. Yes, yeah, <laughs> runner up. Um, yes. Yeah, and I'm travelling up there with Martine Barrett, so I'm very much looking forward to that little overnighter for me. But, Ollie, what about you? Uh, what about me? Um, rather than continue those lyrics, um, no, <laughs> look, I will be uh, – I have all the gear, so I'll be setting up the course at home at Shell Harbour, and I haven't worked out the plan beyond that because after a bit of constructive feedback, uh, there was a suggestion that to have – a an acceptable frond, we'd have to go to a different park run. So there may be a frond at North Wollongong Park Run. So Ooh. if I can get across, I might be able to go to a real-life frond, as uh, as some might put it. Um, sorry, I, I jest. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so we will see. We will see. All depends on logistics. <laughs> Is this taking the same Shell Harbour people and just asking everybody just to go to? <laughs> Everyone just move Is this bits the strategy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was just the dress rehearsal. <laughs> yes, yes. But the Warwicks are still in town, as are plenty of the other locals. So we will see. We will see. Both great options. But I will be staying fairly close to home for now. Excellent. I haven't hmm. done North Wollongong, but uh, hopefully I might get there one day in the near future. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful course. I'm sure we've heard about it, but I haven't gone back and double-checked the uh, – the references uh, to past pods, but I highly recommend it. It's a lovely run on the track through Pucky's Estate Lagoon and the mangroves there. And uh, it's just down the road from my dad's place that he's trying to sell. So if you're very lucky, you can get out and he'll be one of those <laughs> members of the public walking past, begrudging the fact that the park runners have stolen his personal space. <laughs> 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 My dad loves parkrun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
dear. But, uh, yeah, so it would be a good opportunity to go and catch up with Dad and, uh, hey, maybe I'll get him out to a park run one day. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. But, Mel, does that mean it's time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, thank you again and uh, thank you, everyone, for getting in touch. As always, you can continue to get in touch with us. Um, Going via- off script again. <laughs> via Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook. Um, And that is, of course, uh, not Mel or Ollie or Simon or Tox or the the Office Lady's personal accounts, but uh, you can find us at the Parkrun Adventurers page on Facebook and we do love to hear from you there. Or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That is it for another week. Let's get streaking and we'll see you all next week and out there for streaking and more adventures. 